Oi, oi, so we're still here. This is part two of our exclusive Dean Cox interview. Um, Dean, welcome back to the Orient Outlook podcast. <laughs> and um, so in the part one, we covered your early, early Orient career up until the end of the 14-15 uh, season. So moving on uh, to 15-16. So after a few weeks after uh, the Swindon game, Fabio Liverani gets sacked and then Hendon was appointed our manager. Um, so first things first, did you ever think of leaving Orient in the summer? Uh, no. No, no, no. Never thought about it at all. Brilliant. Had chances, but never. I've never engineered myself to engineer it, but been contacted via club. Mm. Mm. So did did um, obviously Ian coming in? Did he? How did he approach it? Did he sort of sit everybody down and just run uh, through? I actually met time? him at Errol's Errol's game, Charlton oh. game. I've just come off my stag do from Vegas, as you do, and uh, <laughs> congratulations. By the way, I was, way, I was yeah. quite, I was quite ill, so I don't know what I don't know what the uh, catchers uh, sort of thing with me was like. I probably looked a bit rough, but uh, no, I mean I met him um, just or just to have a word, just to see what he was, you know, just feed each other out and spoke about the team, spoke about what we wanted to achieve, what you know, what the plans were, and that was great. I mean, that's it. We come back for pre season. Brilliant. So we are now obviously just over a third of the way through the season. I think we are now. Yep. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on us so far? We're we're still seventh. Yeah, I mean, obviously we had the fantastic start. Five wins in a row, and um, it's a very difficult division. It's a lot more robust. It's um, a lot a lot of teams play very direct. Um, but obviously the the results at, uh, at the minute. Uh, haven't been good enough, and, and obviously we we know that we uh, we need to pick up um, some results and quick. Is it is it harder playing in League Two and League One in a weird way because it's such a different type of football? I'd say so. Yeah, for me, yeah, definitely. There's a lot more. Um, they don't seem to care as much as tackles. They just go literally just go through you. They're not. <laughs> they don't seem to have that respect. Just bang, see you later, and off the ball you go. You know. <laughs> um, but uh, no, and I've noticed it's the, the pace of it's a little bit slower, a little bit slower. So maybe fitness-wise, it's it's easier, but um, definitely more robust. And uh, you come up. I mean, I know I'm small, but every time I'm in the tunnel and I look to my left, I'm thinking, Jesus, are we in WWE or something? <laughs> God, what, what are these guys been eating? But, uh, nah, I mean it's it is what it is. But like I said, we had a good start and. Um, well, we're seventh at the moment, and you know that's not, not nothing to be sniffed at. That's uh, a good position to be in, and we we know we need to pick up some results. I mean, we need, it's, uh, the next few games, obviously York at home, uh, Plymouth away, uh, and then obviously Wimbledon at home. You know, if you can get sort of seven points, six points, um, that's a good return for me. So hopefully we can we can achieve that. Absolutely, and I guess on a personal note for you, you had a great start to this season, winning Player of the Month in August. Uh, for Sky Bet, and um, you've won a few goal amounts in terms of your free kicks. Yeah, they come on. I don't know where they come from, lads. So <laughs> don't ask me anything about them. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting I'm not Dagenham. too sure, to be honest. Yeah, you had the one against Dagenham that was a superb free kick, and then you followed it up a couple of weeks later with the one against Northampton that was even better. And then uh, a week and a half ago against Yo, uh, not Yeovil, Staines. Staines, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a strange one, and a lot of people have said about it. 
I don't practice them. You don't practice free kicks. I don't practice them. No, I don't practice them. Not 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 shooting. But I I can't because because it's not real life. I can't find it hard just to shoot a goal with no goalie there. I just mm. don't see the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast. Experience. I just I, I can't get myself to do it. I mean, and obviously the lads have had a bit of banter with me, and they don't even practice them. And you scoring them? What are you doing? You know. Um, but uh, I think once the first one goes in, you just get the confidence, mm. if you know what I mean. And, and, and the, the, the ones that I have scored have been in similar situations, similar distances from the goal, and uh, similar angles. I like the angle, obviously, whipping it, coming over and back out. Obviously, it's nice for the right foot to be able to do that. Yeah. I did think you was unlucky on that Sky Sports programme when that presenter saved that free kick. <laughs> yeah. That was top corner, mate, all the way. <laughs> yeah, I know, I think that's from me. The guy who told me I was off three kicks after that, after he saved me. So, uh, no, I've redeemed myself, I think, after that. More than, absolutely. So, it's, it's clear to see you're obviously enjoying your football. And what's kept you motivated? I just love playing. There's no better feeling. I, I said to the wife just before we done this, I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to retire. Mm. I really don't know. We <laughs> have to kick a ball of some sort. I've got to do something. But, um, Masters. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just love playing. It's just the love of the game. Love playing. That's um, be. Love playing. Hate losing. If it's five side in a training, if it's a crossing and finishing exercise, I've got to win it. I've got you know it's competitive. You know, I've got to do it. And you know, and obviously, I, I've been here so long. I, I just love playing for And you know, I've been here so long. It's. Um, the club that's given me my chance and I feel like I've got my career back on track and, and people, you know, I've got my name out there. People know who I am and, and hopefully, you know, the performances I do, that people enjoy it. That's, that's the main thing for me, that mm. people go away from the game and go, oh, Coxie did this or, oh, Coxie did that. You know, that, that you want to put people, get people out of their seats and, and hopefully I do that more, more than I don't. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think you do. I, 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 think think lot, I think there's a lot of love for you out there, Dean. I think, I think the fans really appreciate you sticking by the team when, you know, as you said, there are clubs who have probably been in for you and probably more who we don't know about and, you know, and what you do generally, it's just amazing. Um, so also, league's not going too badly in seventh and also in the FA Cup, but a, 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 a home tie in the second round, which could be winnable, looks winnable. Yeah, it's some sort. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're taking anyone at home. Um, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, the lads have uh, got a few games before that, but no, that, that's winnable for us. I feel you know we go out and do do what we've been doing, and with a bit more uh, end products and uh, tighten up a bit of the back, we'll be all right. And I guess the expectation this season, as Hendon has said many times, is we want promotion. We want to get out of that league. But that's it. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no if or buts. That's it. Hmm. There's not nothing more to say. That 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 was it from day one. It's still the target now. Just got to make sure that, like I said, we stay in that top seven. Uh, try and uh, like I said, get, can we get six, seven points? That sneak us up to maybe fourth, yeah. and then you're floating around to the top three. That, that's where you want to be. And if you can make sure you maintain that till January, February, then you've got the run in. And uh, you know, it's it's then it's anyone's. Then it's uh, the most consistent team from that sort of. January, February time, you know, they get that top three. And yeah, absolutely. That's got to be the aim, isn't it? Yeah, there's been a few difficult games, uh, but in, in particular with, with yourself, what, what happened at, at Morecambe? Well, yeah, I mean, I've left out. I wasn't, the manager said I wasn't training well enough, so that, that's, that's it. I mean, I was a bit surprised, I'm not going to lie, but I mean, it, 
he said I haven't been training well enough so it, it seems like a good manager who, who tells it how it is I guess in, in terms of that yeah I mean he's quite black and white which is fair enough which is probably mm. I, I prefer like, you don't want someone sort of stringing you along if that's what you think then that's no problem yeah. so sat with the fans and, and obviously Pony got a, a lucky goal but a goal's a goal <laughs> and we won the game <laughs> 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 when we publish this, tell him to listen. It's eight, eight minutes into the second bit. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Um, okay, well, that, that's, that's fair enough. Um, so, moving on um, now a little bit. Obviously, we've you know run a little bit into into yep. this season. So, just a sort of a uh, couple of quick quick fire ones, really. Who is or who's been your best mate at Orient? Jimmy Smith. And is, would that say in general as well for football? Yeah, no, uh, Jimmy Smith and Wes Falcon who's at Yeovil have come through with him at Brighton. Those two, definitely. Cool. And what is it? They just make you laugh? They just crack you up? Yeah, no, I mean, well, Jimmy was very good to me. I mean, I, uh, when I first moved to him, he, um, I was trying to get a flat and uh, he, he put me up a couple of nights, well, more than a couple of nights, a lot of nights, and uh, he probably got sick of me in the end, to be honest. And he used to pick me up, obviously I don't drive, so... Uh, he was in Woodford, so I made sure I lived in the south of so he could come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he used to uh, pick me up. I mean, he's done a lot for me. He's a top lad. Um, it's a shame that, shame that he left when he did, but, uh, you know, in football, people move on. So, but no, I'm definitely them too. Yeah. Uh, most memorable uh, moment at Orient? God, oh, yeah. Five last year in in, in the program, mm, but obviously it's there's goal, been a yeah. few since it's then. It's got to be the halfway line, isn't it? I can't, Absolutely. I can't see past that really. <laughs> My three kicks. Yeah, yeah. I sound like I'm gloating now. I'm, I'm not. I don't. Um, I've seen the three kicks as well. I mean, I, I love any goal really. I love mm. scoring goals. It's, it's a nice feeling. So, but yeah, if I had to pick one, it's got to be that. I can't be a fool to say anything else really. Yeah, it's like a FIFA goal, isn't it, where you pick it up and just press that circle button and just... Yeah, that's it, yeah. Press it down as hard as you can, like, for you. It goes in. <laughs> so I was, watching your, I was watching that goal compilation today, and I noticed that you've got two main celebrations in, in what I think. You've got the uh, the knee slide. The yeah, no, I've always done that, yeah. And you've also got the uh, sprint and run, where you score an Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was at uh, Hunter Hartley for wasn't it? The tapping. Yeah, it's, I it's, remember that. Yeah, yeah. There's a few like that. No, it's normally the knee slide. To be fair, is that is that something that you learnt as a kid that you just enjoy doing? Uh, yeah, it's just something I've always done. I don't know why. Oh, perhaps that's why my right knee's a bit weak and I've done my knee. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have to say, I do always think that I wish players wouldn't slide on their knees because I always <laughs> think that something's going to go wrong. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you do get a terrible grass burn. I'm not too sure it's too worth it. But, uh, no, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll continue that on. I'll have to uh, I'll give it a few months after coming back and make sure the knees are what first. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you see yourself moving into management potentially one day? Is that something that interests you? It does, yeah. It go. certainly does. So um, Whether or not uh, a manager, coach, but, yeah, I'd like to... To do that, obviously, I'm also interested with the, with the kids because it's less pressure. I'd like to mm. just enjoy it, which obviously, you know, you see managers that are always on their phone and takes over their life a bit. Obviously, with with playing, it, 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 it's similar to that. And I don't know whether I might just want to chill out and maybe do something different. But I think I'll find it hard to. I think that's what the wife wants me to do, but I think I'll uh, overrule her. <laughs> um, uh, you know, my love for the game, and it'd be, you know, it'd be great and, to manage. Yeah, it's clear from this interview that you're very passionate about football, and um, yeah, I think you make a great manager. Um, favourite ground to score at? Not Wembley or Brisbane Road? Favourite ground? Ellen Road, Leeds. Oh, nice. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Big round. Um, yeah, no, that was good. It was all right. That was a bad thing. But, um, yeah, I'm sort of proper so there, yeah. Yeah, we're unlucky there in the road. Um, all right, so that's our questions done. So like we've said before, loads of listeners' questions. So we'll start off with our first email, which is from Christine Dewis. This isn't so much of a question, um, but she sent an email saying, I don't have a question for you as such, but I want you to know that without you, Leighton Oyen, we would not survive this season, in my opinion. You are talented, your coxie specials are just perfection. Your delivery is spot on, which is missed when you are not playing. You're a pleasure to watch, and most of all, you want to play and give it your all. You're like Scott McLeish. You're here, there, and every you know where, and I can't keep up. Well done, and long may you reign supreme at the O's. That was a message from Christine. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, it's great. That's something that, that, that makes it all worthwhile, you know, when you, you put everything in. Sure. You do uh, things like that. that it makes you uh, spur to do it more, so thanks very much. Cool, cool. So, from Twitter, you've probably seen uh, many of these. Um, So, at Matty LOFC Evans asks, will you stay at Orient for the rest of your career or could you see yourself at another club? Mm. Um, I don't think I could see myself. Not not, not sitting in there, no. It'd be weird to go somewhere else. Um, Obviously, I've got another year in my contract next year. I'd love to find a new one. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. At, and yeah. just moving on in the same kind of direction. At Len M4 and at LOFC Chaz and Julian Fern. So three people ask the same question. Why? What? What has made you love Orient so much? I think the experiences that you share. You know, it's, when you when you first sign for a club, you don't envisage uh, what's that, what I've gone through and what we've we've, we've achieved. And obviously, we, we had the relegation as well, but. You don't you don't know what's coming, and it's just since day one, and the fans sort of took to me, and you know, it, it just went from there, really. And like, like I said, it's it's just uh, a both way thing. I mean, just oh, I love playing. You know, I've been here so long, I enjoy every game, and that's why I'm, I'm devastated. I can't let the lads this season because it's going to be very frustrating. I've, what you will do, you will hear my voice. There's no two way I'll be shouting the boys on there. You won't be able to see me running out there, but I'm sure you'll be able to hear me. <laughs> um, but no, it's, 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 
it's just I've really enjoyed myself. It's just one of those, like I said, I've been here so long and I've enjoyed every minute of it and long may it continue. Brilliant, absolutely. It's music to our ears. Uh, Alb5399 says, what are your aspirations you want to achieve by the end of your career with Orient? Well, I want a promotion. As simple as that. Simple, yeah. Whichever way I can get it, I want promotion because like I said, I feel responsible for the relegation. I feel like we're even if I, if I get it back. One cancels the other out. Um, at Orient Fan TV asks, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be and why? <laughs> Maybe be a bit taller. <laughs> so, so many balls that have just, just gone over my head. I could have had a few more goals on my CV, which would be good. So, yeah, probably a bit taller, back post headers. Um, at Euro Orient, says best manager you've played under? It doesn't have to be at Orient, right. it could be anywhere. I think that speaks to itself, yeah. definitely Russell. Yeah, we had that written down, but we thought we'd still ask it anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a big have you ever had a big row with Russ? We we have got biggest row with a manager, but have you ever had any head to heads with yeah. Russ? Many. And is that kind of what makes your relationship so good? Well, I think so, yeah. We have them and then the next day or or that night you might text me and say, Oh, you you little what's it, you know. <laughs> Get on with it, you know. Keep your mouth shut. Come in the morning. Sorry, Gaffer, and that's it. It's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, it should be as well. Um, one of those. He's yeah, he's a lovely bloke. Don't get me wrong. He's but he has got that fire in his belly. I don't want it. I don't want. I think I'm painting him too good a picture here. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free he, uh, to say something he else. De- then. He can definitely give a rollicking. Don't don't you worry about that. That's for sure. <laughs> At Orient Braces says you moved away from the training ground and you don't drive. So what do you read? On, what do you read on the train on your commute? Or what do you I do? I saw on that one. It made me chuckle. That day. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just a simple. I'm, I'm a family man, and uh, my mum and dad are around the corner. My sister's um, my sister's pregnant. She's gonna have a baby in the summer. Oh yeah, I just wanted to be a part of it. Um, obviously, not for not driving and being in London, it's difficult to get back every day. Have you just never interested in interested in driving? I haven't. You know what? A lot of people say this, and I I did start when I was uh, seventeen, but then it sort of just petered out. And um, obviously, being where I am, it wasn't too far to Brian, so I wasn't really too fast. And I mean, like I said, I mean tomorrow I'll get the train at half past six, and you know I'll arrive at the training ground for eight o'clock. So it's it's not too bad for me. It's not. I mean. People might think it is. I mean, I've got to, I've got to be honest. When I've done it for the first time, for the first couple of weeks, I thought, Coxie, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but I've got used to it. You know I mean, I get, I get get to the station, I grab my paper. Oh, I mean, I listen to your podcast. I put some music on. You know, you, you've got things that will get you through the journey. And um, yeah, the, the main reason was just to be around my family, and especially at Christmas time. Um, you know, I've missed out on. The, I probably have to say the main reason is because mum keeps a cracking uh, Christmas dinner so very nice, very nice. <laughs> I've been missing out on that for the few years that I've been down there because it's difficult for them to come up because obviously with everyone here so basically yeah. just to be just to be around my family and it's not too far I mean it, people might say it is but it really isn't I was glad you mentioned listening to the podcast because I was going to throw that in there as a Monday morning <laughs> yeah no I do I do I mean like I said I, I listen to most I listen to Kev's and I, I listen to uh Russell's if you do the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, at, at PDR1112 asks, what's the best free kick you've scored for the Orient and why are you so good at them? <laughs> I haven't got the answer to the why. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
best one. I mean, I'd only say the best one because at Dagenham, obviously, the fans are right behind the goal and the celebration mm. after. Yeah. Um, I put, and obviously, they were, they're our rivals, aren't they? So, yeah. any goal against them, but for it to be a nice free kick like that was, was extra special. Yep, um, we've got a quick a question from at Jaden and Christie 13. I think we've already answered that in terms of this season, in terms of expectations. Um, so, next one is from RD Manda. It says, which division will Orient be in when your testimonial match is played at the club? <laughs> <laughs> testimonial? Uh, you're halfway there now. Sorry? You're halfway yeah, there now. Yeah, no, yeah, I know, you're right. Yeah, at the end of this, that'll be six years. Yeah, um... Well, let's hope we're as high as we can mm, be. I mean, yeah. Championship would be nice. League One. And yeah. as long as we're out of out of this this division, then we're progressing. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be good. This is a great question, actually. At why always G? Who would form the best eleven that you have played with at Orient? So, so I knew you were going to ask me that, and I've written it down. <laughs> He's written it down. I've got it in front of me. So <laughs> uh, it's a four-four-two. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone for Eldin in goal. Eldin. I've gone for... Imazuzi, Clark, Baldry, Charlie, Daniels. Nice. Moses, Stephen Dawson, Lloyd James. I've put myself in there. Yeah, yeah. And then I've put uh, Moons and Lisby. Yeah, perfect. Um, But there would have been a few of the lads that are there now, to be fair, but... You've got seven on the bench. I've played with them for so long, so... Maybe if you ask me if we do another one in a couple of years, <laughs> I, might, I, might, I, might, I might update it. But that would be my if that if that team was fit, uh, that would cause problems for sure. That's a good team, that for me. Strong team. As you are including yeah. Eldin, um, any chance of a rendition of Bosnia's number one for all time's sake? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a keeper, eh? What a great keeper! Oh, phenomenal. He done a great job for us. He was. Um, the ultimate professional, um, very vocal and and a top lad. And like I said, uh, uh, we were lucky to have him at that time, a top top keeper. Yeah, really I good. Agree. Really good. At Pill or uh, Pillarental asked, what's the highest level of football that you think you could cope with? Um, I think I could play in the championship. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, I had a chance with. Um, Peterborough, obviously that was well documented. It turned out down. That was the first season, yeah. and then this, this summer just gone Preston and turned that down. Um, yeah, I mean a lot of people say, "Would you regret it?" Not really, because I'm enjoying the football, and sometimes the grass isn't always greener. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um, fair enough. The difference being, obviously, better stadiums and you know this, that, and the other, but. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy with my wife. I'm happy at home. Um, I'm happy at the football club. Um, but I didn't really want to rock the boat, and you know, you live and die by your decisions, and, and that's what I've done. Absolutely. Uh, Angel Davis two four one two says, "Where do you see yourself in ten years' time?" <laughs> I won't be playing. That's for sure. Thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be running down that wing. If I'm playing, I'll have to tuck in somewhere else out the way. I think I won't be able to keep running up like that. Um, Done your badges, hopefully. Yeah, I'm looking to do them in the next couple of years, so that they will get them done. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, to the coaching maybe. Um, 
if uh, Francesco Cassetti's still the chairman, I might have to try and sweet talk him and try and get a coaching role with the kids or anything, if I can help the kids or anything like that. Nice. At Nige Edridge asks, what's the team spirit like in training and do all the players really get on well? Yeah, no, good team spirit, good bunch of lads, yeah, definitely. Um, good laugh and a joke and we've had a few nights out and uh, team spirit and things like that. And So yeah, no, no, it's good. It's always something that we picked up from Russ that that was, you know, you got ability, we'll, we'll take you, uh, you know, so far, but then, you know, if not everyone's pulling in the same direction, it obviously makes it an uphill, almost an uphill struggle despite ability. So yeah, no, it. definitely. I think that's half the battle, mate, to be honest. Mm. If you can get that, then, you know, you're on to a winner, really. And like you say, then your, your, your ability and that sort of shines through from that. Yeah. Um, at Joe the Bag asks, uh, sort of along that line, out of all the LOFC players and staff, who makes you laugh out loud the most? <laughs> Who's the funniest? Um, Who's got the best banter? So that's, can that go back to when I first signed? Can it? All those players, I've got to say Terrell Forbes. Really? Oh my good lord, I'm telling you. You need to yeah. go out for a beer with him, he is hilarious. I've never seen dance moves like it. Is that a good thing or a bad in a bad yeah, way? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm telling you, he can move. He's got some... I mean, I'm, I'm just the one two-step bloke in the corner, you know, but he's got some He's got some rhythm, the boy. I'll tell you, yeah, no, definitely Fords. He always had a smile on his face. He's a uh, top, top lad. Brilliant. Um, at Spenno, uh, 011 asks, I took my four-year-old to his first footy uh, session at West Hove Dynamos on Saturday, wearing his O shirt. Straight away, a coach asked about you as he remembers training you at the BHA youth setup at the age of 12 years old. Every time I mention LOFC in Brighton and Hove, you're the first name they mention with fondness. Would you like to return someday? I think the honest answer would be yes, of course mm, I would. Yeah. I mean, obviously, with your hometown club, um, it would be great if I could, but. I'm realistic, you know, they're, they're right at the top of the championship and they're absolutely flying. Um, but uh, I'm more than happy where I am. Um, like I said, I've, I've loved every minute of it and uh, I don't want it to end. Cool, absolutely. At David 12 Lloyd, was there any player that influenced you in your career? Yeah, definitely. I, for me, Kevin Lisby, a massive amount. Uh, didn't really have to say much, Kev. He's just got that all about him. He's just oozes his class. Um, very professional, the way he conducted himself, the way he looked after his body, his age. Again, he's probably going to kill me for saying that, but, <laughs> you know, he's blokes his age, you know, body fat was always low. He, he looked after himself. Um, and he's a great role model. And he would always speak to you whatever time of the day. You could pick up the phone if you had a problem. It'd be, oh, this wing Kev, you know, he'd have the answer. Even and especially on the pitch, obviously people see sometimes I can lose my temper. But <laughs> 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 um, he, he had a subtle way of getting me to shut up. He'd do it in a nice way. Forget it, Coxie, just, you know, concentrate on your football, blah, blah, blah. Um, definitely, definitely him. He said, um, he was very complimentary of you actually when we interviewed Kev, but he did say when you first joined there was a bit of fisticuffs between the two of you. Yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. We didn't see eye to eye for the first, yeah, 
few months and there was a altercation and it, it, it sort of made us, I think. Yeah. You know, we'd never really spoken about it, but if I would, we were to, I think after that, we were we were quite close, we'd always speak, we always used to sit at the back of the coach and he's been there and done it. So the experiences that I'm, I've, you know, I'm going through sort of now and he was the first one I turned to for the injury and he, he told me, look, Coxie, I know what you like. You want to get back as soon as you can. You've got to let it settle down. You've got to calm down. Keep your head. Go in. Do your job. Come home. You know, treat your missus. Try and take your mind off of the fact that you're out for so long. And obviously, when things progress, you feel like you're getting somewhere. He's just got that... I said about the knack of him being in right... He's got the right thing in the knack of saying what you want to hear. Mm. And you know, when it comes from someone so... For me... You know, he's so high profile, it was, it, I couldn't believe I'd be playing with him. Mm. You know, he's had such a great career, you, you're in awe of him. You, I'm, I'm sitting in the same dressing room as Kevin Lisbeth. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in the same room as, he's got that trick against Liverpool, which you don't stop going on about, by the way. <laughs> 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 um, you know, but on a serious note, he's a top quality player. You know, mm. he's been there and done it at the highest level. Yeah. That nearly and didn't you're happen. sitting next to him. Yeah, wicked bloke. And that nearly didn't come off either. No. So, interesting how it all comes about. Absolutely. Um, We had a question from Boatsy who asked, what manager had the biggest influence in your career and why? I think that's probably probably a bit of an obvious answer. Yeah, no, definitely. And why? Because um, he he just knew how to handle me. He was the, the man management. He'd just go that extra sort of bit with me to make sure it was alright and uh, and obviously on the pitch it was the freedom to to go and do what I want you know what I could do it allowed me to normally when I was playing out wide I'd just stay out wide but he was encouraging me to come inside get on the ball and you know he opened up another page for me to you know improve my game on really cool uh, at Leighton Stonian says I'm six for eight and you're uh, not. Do you, do you think you've had to work harder as a footballer because of your height? <laughs> well, I definitely wouldn't be marking him at corners. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, maybe I'm not too sure. Like I said, I, because I was smaller, obviously I knew that. Um, I was lacking there, but I, I made sure that in other areas of my game, I'd make it better so it, that wouldn't affect me as much. So like I said, my first touch, my awareness and the speed of thought and, and where, where, where you're going to put past the ball. Because obviously you can be as tall as you want, but if you can't pick a pass, if you can't control the ball, mm. you know, you, you, you might as well go and be a basketball player. You know, if you can't do the, you know, the essentials, and especially, you know, like League Two, um, uh, for me, I've sort of had to, you know, probably do more upper body weights. I'm having to try and cope with, you know, you've got to adapt. Every every season and every uh, game is a different challenge. Yeah, cool. At Orient Steve 72 asks, if you were Bichetti for the day, what changes would you make to the club? I'd give myself a 10-year contract. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's tough. I'd probably say that. I'd I'd talk myself out and then 
see what the lads wanted I'd sort out a few of the lads no eyes have been in touch uh, at Jay Lillington sent some quick fire questions uh, ketchup or brown sauce ketchup sausage or bacon sarnie sausage uh, what aftershave do you use oh Hang on, fellas. I can't find my wash bag. I'm hobbling around. It might be a while. Uh, sorry, don't worry about the wash bag. Anymore. No, no, no. I'll find it. It's sunny in there. Where is it? Uh, Exclusive Dean Cox going through his wash bag. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Going through it now, lads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Packer Rabanne. Packer Rabanne. Is it called? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. It's not me. It's the wife. She likes that one, so she buys it for me. So it's fair enough, isn't it? She buys it. I'll put it on. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we work. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, when playing, jock strap or boxers? Oh, right, a jock strap. Right, yep. Yeah. Fair enough. Good questions, Jay. Yeah. At Chris Kane underscore nineteen ninety two said, despite the disappointment, mildly put, of last season, what made you commit to the club for this season? Uh, you must have had offers, but obviously I, I think that. we've really we've really covered that. So at Caroline thirteen B asks. Do you think we could do with an electronic scoreboard at the stadium? She, this Caroline Betty B is obsessed with this electronic scoreboard. She asked Alessandro, and I think she's asked it before. Yeah, she, when we interviewed Alessandro, she asked about that as well. So she's yeah. She's, yeah, no, I think for me, I'd, I'd like it. I think if you because you do you do pay attention. Obviously, if it's one one or whatever, and it's the last ten minutes. Yeah. If if you're running with the ball and you look up and you see, oh, there's only five minutes left. Well, then I'm getting it out of my feet and I'm going to lump it in the box. Yeah, you know, you, you, sometimes for me, I, I, I would have one. So she, I, I do. I must admit, I do like to know. Right. So she went on to say in that um, in a set, in another tweet, she said, "If we had one, would you notice it during games?" And what I'm getting oh, at is, if it had a digital clock showing the time remaining, would this help the players? So you've kind of really answered that for her. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. 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 You would. I think so. Definitely. In, just to come back to that, in a match, how do you know how much time has it gone if there's not a scoreboard? Is, is Hendon kind of telling you? Is it, if you, I guess. Oh no, I'm always. Don't worry about that. I'm always in the rest here. You, you, don't, you don't get a minute. You don't get a minute's peace with me there. <laughs> Especially if we're if we're winning. I don't know, two one or whatever. And in the end, hey you, come on, that's it, that's enough. I'll just try and get into his ear, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, he probably has earache every rest that rests us after I've been shouting him. <laughs> At um, the underscore Blundell says, my question for our treasure Dean Cox is, do you think social media is a blessing or a curse for the professional footballer? Well, it can be both if you let it. For me, for me, it's, it's one of those, listen, if, if you've had a bad game, you know it. You don't need to be told, but you put yourself on the social media, so you're going to get it. You're going to get it. So if you, if, if you don't want... If you don't want those sort of tweets and you don't want to be, then you you shouldn't have it. But I enjoy it. For me, I enjoy it because I take the rough, the smooth. smooth you know, exactly, yeah. I'm quite honest enough. And if someone says you were you were crap, and I tweet him back and say, yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, it's one of those. If you, some people might not be able to mentally take it. You know, they might bite back. It could escalate into something big. I'd never let it escalate into anything bigger than the comment they said. If that's what they want to say, then that's what they want to say. Yeah, spot on attitude there. Yeah, so we had the same question in from at Magnus Pugna and Dax Dudar um, says, what is the best atmosphere created by fans that you've played in and what's the worst atmosphere? Uh, the best is definitely, again, I like going back to it because it's bad memories. 
the playoff semi definitely yeah. when that yeah. goal went in, it was it was absolutely unbelievable. I'm trying to think of the worst. <sighs> Playing some bad reserve games when I was younger, and one man and his dog there, so <laughs> I'll ones, probably stick it, stick it on one of them. <laughs> <laughs> At uh, Acquion, has ever asked, has Russell Slade ever been in contact about coming to Cardiff? Uh, no. No, no, no. We've spoke as friends, but never um, to leave here to go there. He'd know the answer anyway. Right. <laughs> it's too far from Brighton. Yeah, 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 um, yeah no, that's it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy where I am. It's in numb. Unless anything major goes wrong. But no, I'm, I'm happy. So, next question comes in from MB Quain that says, Hi Dino, what are your ambitions with Leighton Orient and where do you see Orient going as a club? Well, I want promotion and I'm hoping, you know, in the right direction. We've, we've come off a bad season last year and we're trying to regain the pieces and, and, and build again and, and that's what the, the gaff has done he's brought in a lot of players and it's it started off really well and, and don't get me wrong I, we all know it's a sticky patch but uh, we'll come good again and uh, I said in the interview this morning actually you know the, the Christmas period this sort of period with a lot of games and with a lot of points mm-hmm. up for grabs that, that table can change ever so quickly so uh, you know a bit of patience I listen I understand it. we know it hasn't been good enough but Stick together, you know, and every time we play at home and away, we get that atmosphere going and, and we'll pick up more points. Absolutely. Uh, I like this question, and we had a few different people ask this one. So from at 5 Callum 97 says, You are by far the fans' most, lo- most loved player and will certainly be mine forever, but do you like the Tiny Cock song? <laughs> I keep getting asked. I don't, I don't mind it. People don't think I don't like it. I don't mind it. Um, it's just one of those that are stuck. Yeah. Um, if that's what they want to sing, then I, I don't mind. It's, it's a song about me. It's, it's just the way you perceive it, lads. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no, listen, it's fine. They can sing what they want. They sing that, they shout Dino, they can, you know. Yeah. Not a problem to me. Yeah, it's all meant in the nicest possible way. Yeah, yeah of course, so, absolutely. So, at Georgia Owen 77 said, who's the best left-back you've played against? Against? Yeah. That is tough. I'll have to say when we played Everton in the Carling Cup, Leighton Baines. Yeah, tough player. I'd say he's uh, defensively, when you watch on telly, he doesn't look that great. He said, but he is. <laughs> I mean, unless I had a really bad game that night. <laughs> um, but no, and he, he was bombing forward. I remember trying to track him back. I actually said to him, look, come on, Bainsy, will you calm down, mate? You know what I mean? And he just laughed at me. I said, Ty. no, definitely in. Brilliant. At Harlow Orient, says, if you could play in the same team with one player, past or present, who would it be and why? Oh, that is tough, isn't it? Good Just question. one player, yeah, it's not a whole team now. Or you can have a I've got to say Mo. Moses, yeah. i just got to say, because I, I mean, training with him every day, and oh, 
I'd just love to see him running down that wing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I... He used to say, when he was here, he used to save my legs. I used to just be able to just turn up in the box and hopefully it turned up and he'd come to me. Now I've got to do a bit more work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to do my leg work. <laughs> I always noticed that he was always last man back for obvious reasons. And I always used to see them, the opposing team, try to counter and their man thought he was being really clever. They obviously hadn't done their homework on Moses. So Moses' turn and sprint, I, I knew as soon as the guy had kicked the ball past Moses that he'd lost it and we'd got possession back. Just because yeah, of that's the quick. thing with him, yeah. So fast. Yeah, but that's the thing with him training. You've got to, you know, you know your players. You've, with him, you've got to try and shift your footwork and make him move. If you push it down, it, it's just embarrassing. I mean, I've done it a couple of times in training and then I'll just laugh. I'm like, no, you might as well have it, mate. There you go. But, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those, he's just got that, that pace and, and, and obviously like you say that's why he was on the halfway line anything over the top you know he'd just sweep it up you know yeah that's exactly it um, at LOFC1881 asks did you expect us to retain more of the 14-15 uh, squad when you agreed to stay this season or, or that we'd recruit more um, I mean I did an interview uh, I think into the season I think I, I, I definitely would have kept Elliot mm. Uh, Liz and Lens. For me, that, 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 you know, that's my my opinion. But obviously, uh, I'm not too sure why not. But um, but I would have kept them. I think yeah. I think they had something to offer, especially in League Two. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, you know, Moons has obviously gone to gone to South End in League One. Um, but no, definitely, those three would have been would have been good for us. Okay, this is quite a good one. At All in Ginge asks, what's the largest animal you could throw over the crossbar? <laughs> my favourite question ever. Largest animal? I think my dog, Hugo. French <laughs> <laughs> bulldog, that'd be about it. <laughs> we do get He's been doing my head in recently. I might bring him down to Brisbane Road and do it. <laughs> Hugo, oh, who does come up later on in the questionnaire, someone did ask about Hugo. Oh, really? Oh, okay. He's sleeping at the moment. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, at Kevin Cowlin asks if you stay at the O's another five years you could break Peter Allen's league appearance record of 432 would you like that chance I think it's that's pretty that, do, you know that, do you know what Jam how many am I on at the minute uh, you're, I think you're on about 260 you must be between 260 and 270 I think oh ok I think so well obviously it's, it's someone right like that it's a it's a hell of a lot of games and if I could if I could do it, then great. You know, obviously I'm going to be held back a bit this season. Mm. Um, but no, it, obviously if, if that comes, then that would be great. But uh, just to play as many as I can will be will be enough for me. But yeah, I mean, obviously if it, I suppose if you get a bit closer, then then it would be nice. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Uh, at Sam Harble ninety seven says, what does it feel like to be an Orient legend? Uh, I don't really count myself as one, to be honest. You know, it, it, you know, as a player, you just play. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and people, you know, either like you or they don't. Because I've, I've been here so long, I think they've had to just like me because I've been here so long. Because <laughs> you're not going away anywhere. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, listen, I. It's not like I said. If they they enjoy the way I play, that, that that's enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at GForce underscore Shiv says, if you could play any game of 2015 again, which would it be and why? Oh, die off semi final. That goal again, get that feeling, the buzz, and yeah. 
Uh, obviously, the elation of the crowd, the pitch invasion, the, the singing on the. If you could give me that again, I'd, I'd be over the moon. Yeah, amazing, man. At Stan Twenty Three Martin, <laughs> why do I get the difficult question? <laughs> Did you like Janvito Plasmati? As a man, yeah. As a player, he was frustrating. Right. Um, but as, as a bloke, he was lovely. Don't right. get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think he found it hard to settle, um, and that's why he eventually he left the, the same season. Mm. Okay. And Ramsden says, under the two previous managers, were there any standout moments, either in training or a game, uh, that made you think, "Oh, OMG, this is this guy doesn't know what he's doing." <laughs> I tried to kind of. <laughs> um. No, no, it's not a standout. It was just a very, very difficult time. Obviously, results and the language barrier was difficult. Um, I wouldn't say a standout. I'd, I'd, if I had to pick one thing, I would say obviously for the lads, the the communication was was, was tough, tough to handle. Yeah. So here's the question about Hugo. It comes in from at Bob at seventy five. He says, "Do you pick up Hugo's poo as well as you cross a ball?" I'd like to wake him up. Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like, no, listen. Um, I think the feeling that needs no further comment. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> At Injury ID 81, says, who's the best striker you've ever played with? Uh, the striker who you knew would be in the box when you put a cross in. I think we probably know the answer to that. Yeah, King Kev. Yeah. Uh, um, Buchan JP uh, um, says... Would you advise youngsters to join a Premier League academy or a smaller team to get first team experience sooner? Brilliant. Yeah, I, I definitely a smaller club. I, I mm. think this under twenty ones, this is is a bit of a waste of time for the boys. If they're good enough to be at clubs like that at that age, then they can go and play full time football in League Two and One. Why not? Why not go and be seen and, and enjoy a match day experience rather than playing, you know, in friendlies. Yeah. Um, because uh, a lot, a lot of the boys think, oh, you know, I'm playing for Man City, but then the kid is the same age is is playing League One and scoring goals in League One. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know where I'd rather be. I'd rather be in League One scoring goals. And if if you're good enough and it's meant to be, then then you'll get there in the end. Yeah, but absolutely. I think a lot of boys, you know, they end up wasting a few years just sitting there and thinking, you know, oh, my time will come, my time will come, and and unfortunately, sometimes that time doesn't come, and then. Where do you go from there? It's difficult to, you know, orchestrate a career from from that unless you know if you're seen in in the in the sort of the, the main demeanour of, of playing league football, people can you know tar the brush with you saying, look, I've seen him in League One. He's good enough for League One. That's no problem, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's what I, I mean. A lot of people think different, but for me, um, I would. I mean, if, and I have kids and. God forbid, I hope I do get a son because he will be kicking the ball. That is what I—that's what I'll be saying to him, you know. Hmm. Absolutely. At Mossy LJ says, "What has it been like having Kevin Nolan in training?" That's been good. I mean, obviously he's at the uh, was at the arch enemy, so you came a bit of stick for that. <laughs> but uh, no, listen, he conducts himself very well. We've. Being crossing and finishing, I don't think I don't think he misses his, his yeah. qualities there there for us all to see. And 
Um, I think the, uh, the the owners tried to throw a contract under his under his car and get him to sign, but he, he hasn't signed it at the minute, so I'm not too sure what's going on there. But no, listen, he's he's a Premier League footballer. Um, yeah. Conducts himself well. He's just the the ultra professional. He comes in and does his bit. He, he's joining in with the lads. He's, he's actually paying fines, Ooh. so he's not. You know, if he if he comes in with his boots dirty, that's a tenner. He's paying it. You know, he's getting involved with the lads, and uh, you don't you wouldn't expect that. He's quite down to earth. If yeah. you know what I mean, you'd think they'd, they'd have a bit of a you know Jack the Lad sort of attitude, but he's 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 just a normal guy coming in and just doing his bit, and he goes home. You know. Fair enough. You can't expect any more. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Karen Harrison, who is the supporter liaison officer. She says, "Is there a reason why players don't come into the supporters club for a quick drink after the game? Dino can sometimes be found having a bottle of water and a chat with fans beforehand, and Romain used to pop in, but no one else. Why? We don't bite usually, and we'd like to welcome their families too." Um, I'm not so sure. I mean, I've popped in a few times and. and Shook a few hands and uh, you know, sort of seeing what the what the fans are thinking. You know, um, I don't really know to be fair. I mean, like I said, I've popped in. I don't know whether or not they they want to just get home or or, or not. I don't know. Um, a lot of the lads' families stay up in the gallery. There's a little bit cut off up there, so with the kids, they can allow them to run around and sort of up there. So I don't know. If that's the reason they, they just plot themselves up there after a game, I don't know. Cool, okay, cool. So that was it from Twitter. So a few more on Facebook. Day, not too many more. Um, Louise Tienens asks, "What made you become a Man United fan?" Uh, and that's from Riley, age seven. So you probably know Riley. Yeah, of course I know Riley. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's just my fascination with David Beckham. Really, he was he was my idol. Um, so, because he was playing for them, I'd always make sure if Man United were on the telly, Man United's on the telly, you know, I'd always be watching every game. And I still do now, even though he's not there, to be fair. So, I have stuck to my guns. So everyone thinking I'm a glory hunter. I, I know they're having a bit, of a, a bit of a blip at the minute. But uh, hopefully Van Gaal can bring in some signings and we might uh, win the league in a few years. Gary Jeffrey uh, on Facebook asked a question that you've already answered, but I'll, I'll read his message out because that's probably still relevant. He said... Dean, you remain the last person to have made me cry at Wembley. When you broke down in front of me at the end of the game, I cried too. Which was a, which was a nice message, I thought. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, emotional blow, it got the better of me and mm. it just all come out. Like I said, you, you work hard, um, 42 games for the season to, to come down to that and to, to lose like that was... I mean, not, I've still not forgotten it. It's hard to forget. It's um, it's uh, just a, a horrible, horrible feeling to feel so empty. And it was a horrible summer. I mean, I was getting married that summer. I remember, remember my missus sort of saying to me the week leading up, I said, cheer up, we're getting married, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's not you. I said, yeah, I'll see, we, we just lost in the class. You know, I, I didn't really speak much. And, you know, mum and dad were a bit worried. They were coming around and checking. I was all right. I was just quiet, you know. Yeah. Me being quiet is, is a very strange feeling. With <laughs> my family wrong. don't really, don't, not used to me being quiet, but it was, yeah, you just feel empty. You feel, it's just hard to describe. You just feel, you know, you let everyone down and it's everything. Everything sort of just falls down at you at once. And it was, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. It was hard to deal with. You sort of, of 
it was nice to obviously have the wedding to distraction and we had a lovely honeymoon and you come back then and you know, on the honeymoon, I'm I'm kicking a ball. I'm kicking a ball with the locals. I want to get back and get back into training. You know, Absolutely. I was uh, wanting to sort of you know get back, but uh, it's one of those things. Where did you go on your honeymoon? Just out of curiosity. No, we went to Dubai and Maldives. Oh, lovely! Very yeah, lovely. Yeah. Also on Facebook, Melvin Chambers asks. Um, he'd like to know what Dean thinks of interaction with the fans thinks of the interaction with the fans apologies especially via Twitter and are there tweets or gestures from fans that have touched his heart made him laugh uh, or angry and please tell him there is a Dutch politician called Tiny Cox yes really no, I'll have to meet him <laughs> T-I-N-Y-K-O-X <laughs> um, so the question no, was cool. I mean, especially some of the ones that I've got from my injury yeah no definitely Asks, how come you don't take many penalties? Well, I'm not a very good penalty taker. <laughs> Girl, that's the, uh, I'm not very good. I, I took one for Brighton and I missed, and it put me off. Um, but if it's called upon, I would take one. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. I don't know. <clears throat> I, just, I just don't think I'm a very good one. I mean, I, I haven't taken many, so that's why. I mean, look. There's no way I'd get the ball, ball off Lloyd. He's very clinical from the penalty spot. Um, so I haven't needed to take one, really. But if called upon, I would, yeah. Cool. Steve Sherwin asks, what is your favourite posi- position? Is it behind the striker or is it as a winger? And where do you feel you're most effective? Yeah, that's a good question, that. That's a very good question. I have enjoyed being in the hole. I have enjoyed that. I think you you become a bit more involved than if you would if you're on the wing. Sometimes the ball might not come out here, or it's just one of those games. But with being in the centre, obviously the ball's dropping down there a lot, and I'm picking up things where if I was out on the wing, I probably wouldn't be. Um, especially in those first five games, I felt I felt that we were passing the ball really well and. Using the diamond and utilising, you know, getting Shawnee down the right and Fraze down the left, and and then Lloyd, he was backing us up with Pritch and Sammy on the left of it, and obviously with, with with Paul and Jay at the top, I thought it worked worked well. And maybe after those first five games, maybe teams had worked us out a little bit, um, and we had to change it up a little bit, which we which we have done. We've had to go, you know, some games um, we were doing a diamond at home to Stevenage, I remember, and then second half. Um, we went to four four two, and we ended up winning the game three nil. We didn't get the first goal, I, I believe, about the seventieth minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, in certain games, you've you've got to be able to be uh, proactive. You know, if something's not working, uh, whether it be you make a sub and you go four four two, or make a sub and you go four four three, uh, four three three, uh, or, or the diamond. And uh, like I said, maybe that 
not so much now, but after those first five games, I believe the little sticky patch we had, I think maybe teams had worked us out a little bit um, with that formation. Uh, it doesn't take much to say, well, you know, stick someone on Coxie, you know, Sean bombs forward and so does Frey, so let's put our two wingers on them so that stops them going forward. And obviously that limits the uh, the ability for us. And obviously Sean, Sean's been a big outlet for us on the right. He, you know, delivers a great crossing himself. Uh, very, very fast, and he's got an engine on him. He, he, he can do that all day. Um, so maybe that—that's why we've had a bit of a sticky spell. And you know, and obviously the rubber, the green, and, and and we haven't been as free scoring. It's all little bits, but they're only little bits. So that's why I've said about being a bit, you know, don't be too downbeat at the minute. Mm. And it's just fine tuning that that um, we need. And obviously. We, Jay's been on absolute fire. We need someone to take that burden off him a little bit. We need some, you know, goals from from different areas. I, you know, I feel to um, not put, you know, all our bas- you know, eggs in one basket because it's difficult for him. I mean, he's got eleven goals already, which is mm. unbelievable. Yeah, is. So if we can get goals from other other positions and he keeps scoring the way he is, I've got no doubt that we can, you know, go on a good run again. Yeah, I think I think it's a bit difficult with Jay because obviously. You know, you're normally good, good value for double figures, and I think McCallum was well on the way to a double figure season, if not 15 to 20 goals this year. Mm. Until yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I think Paul's been a big miss, definitely. Mm. I really do. Uh, he's got the he's got the whole package. He's young as well, so you know, we've, hopefully we can see that for years to come. But you know, his hold up play, uh, and for a big man, he's good with his feet, and and obviously with his heading, we we know all about that. With crosses in a box, he scored a few headers, so. No, I think he has been a big miss. But um, like I said, it's, it's all right. Like I said, the seventh. Obviously, we want to be first. Don't get me wrong, but um, we're, we're by no means down and out. No. You know, there's, there's a lot, lot of games and a lot of points to uh, play for. So, you know, the lads just need to be a bit more confident and, 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 and the results will come. So, Jonathan Renard, sort of on off kind of... On, on a similar vein to, to what you're saying there in terms of players that we don't have but players that we do have Jonathan Wren asks could Moncurley and Kashkett et al be a golden generation of young players for the O's? Yeah, absolutely I mean they've done really well this year and obviously you know they've been heavily involved Yeah um, Obviously Scotty's, Scotty's had a bit more time than the others and he's done really well I feel when he comes on he gets in those thing with Scotty he's got that knack of Coming in short, he's got um, he's got a good intelligent brain on him. He can get on the half turn. He can see a pass when he set up uh, John Marquez against Staines, um, and, and he's quick. So you know, obviously, he's done really well. He's got a nice touch. Um, he's, they've all been doing really well in training. And when uh, young Freddie come on against Staines, uh, you know, he's his energetic self. I call him the Duracell Bunny. He just runs everywhere. Wow. The boy can run in pre-season. He was absolutely flying, so he's deserved his chance and he's taken it. He's done really well. And there's a, there's a good batch of youngsters, and you know, with the right guidance from the manager and the uh, the coaching staff, there's no reason why they can't you know get better and better and, and force their way in the team. Do you are do you give them much advice and guidance? I guess as one of the senior players now, even though you're still quite young yourself, are they coming to you and asking you for? It's alright, mate. I am getting older. It's alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing with my time at Orient. <laughs> I've been here so long. No, listen. If yeah, the, I speak to them definitely. You know, and sometimes they come up to me and ask certain things, and 
you know, I'll give them the best advice that, that I can give them. They, uh, um, and if they take that on board, then great. But, you know, ultimately, the young players coming through, it's, it's, you get your chance and it's a simple one that people always say, you either sink or you swim. It's one of those, you're only ever going to know if the, you know, the player can cope is if they get their chance. So, yeah. like I said, I, I believe that those boys have taken it and, and with more experience and obviously training with us every day, that they're only going to get better and, and better advice through through the experienced pros that we we have got in the club. Absolutely, cool. absolutely. So Joe Daniel asks, "Do you miss the green arch at Newbury Park?" <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Is yeah, that no, I know it is. Yeah, no. Mitch Allen asked, with all the teams you've been linked with in the higher divisions, what's it about Leighton Orient that makes you reject them and stay with us? So that's that we've obviously already covered. Uh, from earlier on Mitch so thanks for your question there um, Mafioso from the forum uh, would be interested in your views on driving on driving? on driving no uh, well I don't know I'm not I'm not too fast um, fine answer yeah that's cool I just haven't I just haven't had to do it I mean when I was at Barn I used to get lifts Jimmy used to give me lifts the early stage of, of, of Orient and then I didn't realise how good the, 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 the trains were from, from here. Um, and that's when I looked into it and made the decision that I'd move back and just commute. And I haven't really looked back. I mean, I might do it maybe a little later on, but it's not really, uh, I'm not really too fast, mate. That's no. just me, you know. That's fair. That's fine. Yeah, uh, at Costanza, this is my request. It says, would you consider attempting a shot on target as early as the third minute? As I've been predicting, 1-0 to Orient, uh, Forever. Cox, three minutes for five years in the official prediction thread. I would like to win it for once. So if you get a chance to do it in the third minute for Costanza, you'd like to go, please. I'll take one from kickoff when I come back. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a shot and see what happens. Tree Lawn Road, also from the Forest, a forum name. Um, how often after home games, getting the tube back from Leighton, do you get collared by a boorish drunk who thinks because he's a legend at championship manager that he knows everything about football and has to add all the way to Victoria listening to all his tactical genius? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no, like, like I said, I'll get the train two games and from games every game, every home game, after every away game. Uh, if it's too late, I'll stay in the local hotel. The, the, the club will put me up, and then I'll just go the next morning. Uh, sometimes I do. Sometimes, yeah. but normally, normally they're not too drunk. It's normally Orient fans, and they just speak about the game, and yeah. I'll give them my opinion. And I'm normally with my, my missus and, and mum and dad, and you know we go on our way. You know it's one of those. Yep. And the last question, I guess, to round it up then E A G W G W. Says I would guess that Dean must be in a tiny minority of footballers that use public transport to get to training. So my question is based around that. I would like to know Dean's favourite train stations apart from Haywards, Heath, and Brighton. <laughs> well, I go into London Bridge a lot, and they've got a decent bagel man in there. So <laughs> I, I normally, I normally catch one and then uh, grab one and then on, on, on my way home. So I'd probably say London Bridge. 
There you go. There you go. So those are all our questions. Those are all the questions from the Orient fans as well. And one more, Dean. Thanks for joining us. We know it's late, but do you have one message to give to the Orient fans? Yeah, I'd say just for this season in particular, let's just you know all stick together and and hope that the season ends ends in a good one. It's a shame that I can't be part of it, but I'll be there every week and, and cheering the boys on like like they will. And you know, every team goes through a, a difficult patch, um, and the thing that we've always we always stick together. So we've ever since I've been here, we've we've always stuck together. So. It's not getting each other's backs. We're all trying to do a good job. The manager's working hard. All the staff, the chairman, um, all the players, all the all the staff, all the medical, the fitness. But, you know, we're all you know striving for that for that promotion, and and that's what we've set out since day one, and, and that is still what we want. And we're we're not in a bad position, but I know we've had a sticky patch, like I've already said. But a lot of games and a lot of points still up for grabs. So let's hope that. Uh, the next few weeks we we, we build a run and, and, and go on and I hope I'm on the uh, on the pitch come the end of the season um, with your medal with, with a medal and uh, <laughs> with, with a knee that can actually function properly so that'd be great yeah, that's the most important <laughs> thing is just getting back fit and healthy now yeah thank you very uh, much indeed Dean we really appreciate um, your honesty yeah thanks for joining us Dean and as I say the word legend probably gets banded around a bit too easily but you really are and you can see from the fans engagement and how many questions we had that you know the fans really appreciate you giving us like your time and giving it up and that's that's one of the reasons why you're loved at Leighton Orient and, and you always will be so on behalf of us and all the fans thank you very much no problem cheers lads